So to those who don't know me, yun nga, uh, my name is Jay Aruga. I host a podcast called The Jay Aruga Show. And a few months ago, nagulat tayo dahil nakalusot yung divorce bill sa House Committee on Population and Family Relations. And pag-uusapan na ito sa Congress. Kaya mahalaga na pinag-uusapan natin ito ngayon. Dahil ngayon, mas kailangan nating mag-ingay. Kailangan nating ipadinig ang boses natin para malaman ng mga politicians na mas marami tayong anti-divorce. As I'm thinking kung sino ang i-interviewin ko sa podcast on the subject of divorce, may, nag-sub- may nag-suggest sa akin about this book entitled Them Before Us. It is written by Katie Faust. And I'm fortunate enough to talk to Katie in my podcast and ask her about divorce. So lahat ng mga i-discuss ko dito sa talk na ito, galing lang sa libro ni Katie, na Them Before Us, I suggest that you listen to my interview with her sa The J. Aruga Show. So it's available in Apple and Spotify. And I also suggest that you read her book. So what is the book about? Simple lang, sinasabi ni Katie na kailangan unahin natin ang rights of the child pagdating sa lahat ng mga decisions nating mga adults. Halimbawa, kung same-sex couple kayo, isipin niyo muna kung ang batang magiging produkto ng in vitro fertilization na sapilitan niyong ihiwalay sa kanyang mga biological parents. Isipin niyo muna yung bata na yon bago maserve ang desires niyo na magkaanak. Kung heterosexual couple naman kayo, na nasa isang unhappy marriage, isipin nyo muna bago, bago kayo mag-divorce, ano ang magiging epekto nito sa inyong mga anak. So, I don't want to take credit for Katie's work. I didn't do an extensive research on the subject as Katie did. So, I think this presentation, think of this as a book report on them before us. I talked to Katie and pumayag naman siya na i-discuss ko ito sa inyo, yung contents ng book. Okay, first, let's ask this question. Do children have rights to their parents? So, yun yung tanong na pag-usapan natin dito sa, unang pag-usapan natin dito sa topic na ito. Naturally kasi, ang parents may rights sa anak nila. Kaya kung, kunwari, may, na, may kikidnap sa anak nyo, that's against your Right to your child. Pero may right ba ang mga anak sa magulang nila? Let's say may nag-parent nap naman. So mukhang hindi nangyayari yon. Pero imaginein mo yung parent napper ay isang magandang babae na nang aakit kay daddy or isang machong lalaki na nakikipag-flirt kay mommy. So mukhang mas malapit na sa katotohanan, di ba? Mukhang yun yung mga nangyayari sa pang-araw-araw na buhay. Before we answer if children have rights to their parents, let's define rights. There are two kinds of rights, natural right and legal rights. Our good, trusty, reliable source of information, Wikipedia, summarizes the difference between the two rights accurately. Natural rights are those that are not dependent on laws or custom or any particular culture, or government. Legal rights, however, are those bestowed onto a system by a given legal system. 
So it means natural rights shouldn't contradict other people's natural rights. Halimbawa, may natural right to life ka. It shouldn't contradict other people's natural right to life. If a right contradict other people's right, malamang hindi natural right iyon. Maaring legal rights lang iyon that the government bestowed. Halimbawa, the legal right to own a slave noon. This, this is a legal right because it contradicts one's natural right to liberty. So dito pa lang marami ka nang cross out na so-called rights na hinihingi ng mga woke friends natin. Like the right to abort a baby or the right for a transgender to enter a bathroom of their choice. Now, how do we know if something is a natural right? A natural right is pre-government. Ibig sabihin nito, walang government na nagbigay ng right niya. Nauna yung right, yung unalienable right, the right to life, kunwari, the right to speak, the right to free thought. The, nag-exist ito kahit na nasa isang isolated island ka kasama yung mga barkada nyo. In fact, one function of the government is to protect these rights. Number two, no one has to provide a natural right. Walang naghukay sa napakalalim na buta sa earth para ma-excavate at i-deliver sa'yo ang right to free speech mo. However, parang makakakuha ka lang ng right to, let's say, healthcare when someone has to endure 12 years of medical school Residency, establish a practice, magtayo ng hospital para maihatid sa'yo ang right to free healthcare. And number three, a natural right is distributed equally. Ibig sabihin nito, no one is born with a lesser or greater quantity of these rights. Pwede mo sabihin you have the right to a housing, pero may bahay na mas malaki, may bahay na mas maliit kesa sa iba. Pero when I mean a natural right is equally distributed, ang halimbawa nito is the right to life. Kasi all of us have an equal right to life, which is isa lang. So, alam yung kanta na, you have no right to ask me how I feel. So, ang right to ask how I feel, is it a natural right or a legal right? So, kayo na lang bahalang mag-isip niyan. For now, ito muna yung tanong na sasagutin natin. Papasok ba ang children's right to their parents sa tatlong criteria ng natural rights? Number one, pre-government ba ang children's rights? Children's relationship to their parents existed pre-government. For as long as human beings existed, the parent-child relationship existed. Number two, May kailangan bang maghatid sa mga bata ng rights nila to their mom and dad? Ang sagot, wala. No one needs to provide the children their biological parents. Kung nag-exist ang child, ibig lang sabihin, nag-exist din ang mother and father niya. Number three, equally distributed ba ang right na ito? The answer is yes. Everyone has the same quantity of parents. Dalawa lang. No more, no less. A mom and a dad. So, 
despite our differences with the liberals, at the heart of it all, they mean well. I acknowledge that they mean well. And minsan, when we ask our left-leaning friends, which major social issue, kunare enumerate ko, homelessness, human trafficking, overcrowded prisons, suicide, teen pregnancy, or high school dropout rate, alin dito yung pinaka-importante sa kanila isolve. Sometimes they find it difficult to choose just one. But you know what? My liberal friends, we can tell na, we can tell you na there is an all-of-the-above option that would increase the number of high-achieving students, cut the pipeline to prostitution, and lower the number of calls to the suicide hotline. And all of these societal, societal problems are rooted in the breakdown of the family. Because according to statistics gathered by the Fatherless Foundation, one out of three children grow up without their biological father in their home. 71% of fatherless children drop out of high school. Fatherless children are five times more likely to commit suicide, 32 times more likely to run away, 10 times more likely to abuse to a chemical substance, 20 times more likely to end up in prison. And this is why our left-leaning friends should be concerned of children's rights to their mom and dad as well. If they even care about social justice, dapat ay samahan nila tayo sa laban na ito. Why should conservatives care about the child's right to their mom and dad? Conservatives who believe that government should be small or limited in power should think more about defending the family because big marriages is necessary to a small government. Sabi ni David Upham. In 2008, the Institute for American Values conducted the one and only study to date intended to estimate the cost of family breakdown to the taxpayers. Sabi na, children living apart from one or both parents cost the U.S. $112 billion a year. And this is enough to power the economies of the countries like Nicaragua, Namibia, Mozambique, Madagascar, Mongolia, Macedonia, Rwanda, the Congo, Malawi, Botswana, and Afghanistan for one year. This is because of the welfare benefits, such as housing, educational assistance, transportation, food stamps, childcare reimbursement, Medicaid, Medicaid benefits. They're higher with more broken families than when there are more intact families. And aside from that, Sobrang laki din ng ginagastos ng government sa education dahil sa additional guidance counselors and teachers, mga students na hindi nakakapag-keep up. Tapos tumatas din ang gastos sa prisons dahil sa mas dumadami yung nakakulong. Alam nyo ba na may isang institution na natatag, simulat sa pool pa lang para maibsan ang lahat ng problema ang gustong solusyonan ng left and right? liberals and conservatives, Democrats and Republicans, and that is called marriage. Marriage is the original safe space for children. Marriage will give 
the very nutrients na need ng mga kids to strive better. A mother, a father, and stability. Traditional marriage will give the right gender balance in a kid's life. Pero bakit ba naisip ng sinaunang tao ang marriage? Of course, as Catholics and Christians, alam nating God instituted marriage. Pero let's take a secular approach. Not saying that the religious approach doesn't matter. In fact, if you take all the religions in the world, Muslim, Christian, Hindu, Buddhism, ano ang meron sila in common? Do they believe in the same nature of God? No. Do they believe unanimously where the soul goes when we die? No. But all religions of the world believe unanimously that marriage is a union between a man and a woman for the good of the spouses and for the children they might produce one day. And that's saying something. Pero practically speaking, alam nyo ba kung bakit tayo kinakasal? I interviewed Dr. Jennifer Robach Morse, the founder of the organization called the Ruth Institute. When I asked her what is the purpose of marriage, sabi niya, the public purpose of marriage is to attach children to their mommy and daddy. Ano ibig sabihin nito? Ibig lang sabihin nito ay it doesn't matter kung ano pa yung private purpose mo to be married. Whether gusto mong umalis sa poder ng magulang or nakita mo siyang nakita mo itong one true love mo at gusto mo itong pakasalan. Or baka simply gusto mo lang maghiganti sa ex mo. Lahat ng mga private purposes mo of marriage don't compare to the public purpose of marriage, which is to attach babies to their mommy and daddy. Siyasatin natin how this dynamic works. Mothers are the most involved in the child. From the time they had sex, to the nine months of pregnancy until when she's, she's breastfeeding and caring for the child. The men, however, are only involved in the process for the five minutes of sex. Pero syempre, may mga magsasabi na mas matagal sa five minutes yung sex nila. Pero what marriage does is they make sure, it makes sure that the father will stay yung hindi tatakbo si tatay after having sex, yun ang practical reason bakit may marriage, to attach the kids to their mothers and fathers. And yes, we know that there are marriages that don't bear kids. Pero lahat naman ng mga anak ay siguradong may nanay at tatay. Garantisado yan. Alam nyo ba kung bakit sa lahat ng adult relationships, interested ang state i-recognize ang marriage? Sa marriage lang, interested ang state. Hindi naman nagkikip ng record ang state ng mga BFFs, for example. So bakit interested ang state sa marriage? Hindi to dahil sa love. Love is not a legal term to begin with. Walang state na nagmamonitor ng pagmamahal nyo sa isa't isa. Pero may ibang bansa, may child services sila na nagmamonitor kung gaano kabuti ang pag-aalaga nyo sa mga anak nyo. 
ang interest ng state sa marriage is because of the kids. Marriage create new citizens of the state. And it is in the best interest of the state that these new citizens are cared for dahil ang future ng state ay nakasalalay sa new citizens na ito. Pero balik tayo sa issue of divorce. Dito pa lang makikita na natin na marriage is not created para sa public declaration ng feelings nyo sa isa't isa. It's not really meant for a for living happily ever after, gaya ng false advertisement ng mga fairy tales. It is meant for the kids. Para may security ang mga kids na hindi sila iiwan ng adults kahit na may irreconcilable differences ang mag-asawa o unhappy sila sa isa't isa. They need to man up or woman up para sa kids. And for me, this is the problem of our society. Ang maling understanding of marriage. So now, now that we talk about marriage, the next question is, does biology matter? Kasi if you say that the primary purpose of marriage is to attach a kid to their parents, what's wrong with divorcing and finding a replacement parent someone better than the previous one. Kung may conflict na yung relationship, bakit hindi itigil ang lahat ng ito para palitan na siya? Child psychologist Pat Fagan shared an insight. He gained this from his decades-long family practice. Kapag daw ang anak, nakikita niya ang tatay at nanay nila na nagmamahalan, Nafe-feel din nila na minamahal din sila ng mga magulang nila, indirectly. Hindi daw ito nararamdaman ng mga kids, yung kilig, yung same kilig. Kung nakita nila ang dad nila na nagnakaw ng halik sa stepmom, gaya ng kapag nakita nila ang biological dad nila na nagnakaw ng halik sa biological mom. So, naranasan nyo ba ito? Kapag niyakap ng tatay mo ang nanay mo, parang nasisweetan kayo. The reason na ganito sa step-parents is because kids feel that they must compete with this new love interest. And sometimes, kapag naghiwalay ang magulang, minsan ang naiuuwing boyfriend ni mommy ay yung taong may greatest danger of abuse and neglect sa mga bata. Alam nyo ba na there's a growing number of children in the U.S. right now who live with an unrelated adult. According to the website Smart Step Families, by age 15, 29% of U.S. citizens, U.S. children, experience two or more mother partnership. 40% of children are born out of wedlock. Yung either iniwan ng nanay or tatay, yung hindi kasal. 40 of married couples with children are step couples. 40%, I mean. And approximately one-third of all weddings in America today form step families. Ganyan na ngayon normalized ang divorce and single parents sa U.S. Also, did you know that girls who grow up without their biological father begin to menstruate a year earlier than their peers living with their biological father. And sadly, this is not a good thing because early puberty has been linked to a variety of negative biological, 
psychological, and social outcomes, which include substance abuse and a variety of mood disorders. Sabi nila, this is because of the proximity to an unrelated men. Yung pheromones galing sa mga lalaking ito ang nagtitigger ng early reproductive development sa mga girls. Kaya, a father's absence is also linked to earlier sexual exploration ng mga girls. And the early menstruation results to more teenage pregnancies. Seven times the national average, to be precise. Sabi nila, divorce is a women's rights issue. They haven't seen the danger it posed on young girls. But that is not to say that abusive biological parents and saintly step-parents don't exist. They do. But sadly, they're statistical outliers. And of course, adoption is also a part of this conversation. Definitely, in adoption, hindi biological parents yung magiging parents ng adopted child. But when it comes to adoption, the kid should be the client at hindi yung couple na naghanap ng anak. So, it is already a tragedy that the child lost his or her biological parents. Ang goal ng adoption agency is to find a suitable home for their client, which is the child. Kaya it makes sense na sangkatutak na background checks sa parents ang kailangan ma-accomplish ng adoption agency bago i-transfer ang guardianship sa bata, ng bata sa kanila. Are you familiar with the term Cinderella effect? Si Cinderella ay binigyan ni fairy godmother ng magical slippers, ng gown, ng karawahe na gawa sa kalabasa, mga daga na naging tao na naging utusan niya, and in the end, she lived happily ever after with Prince Charming. So ang saya, di ba? Pero in truth, hindi yan ang meaning ng term na Cinderella effect. Ito ang tunay na meaning ng Cinderella effect. And for many children, Cinderella isn't a fairy tale. It's their biography. Hindi ko sinasabing lahat ng step-parents ay evil. Pero whenever abuse and neglect is involved, asahan mong yung unrelated adult sa bahay ang sus. Ayon sa isang sociologist na nagangalang Bradford Wilcox, one of the most dangerous places for a child in America to find himself or herself in is a home that includes an unrelated male boyfriend, especially when the boyfriend is left to care for a child by himself. And nung nag-guest si Katie Foss sa podcast ko, sabi niya, do a search for the keyword mother's boyfriend. It's page after page of abuse and neglect of children under the hands of mom's new boyfriend. Why is this so? The moment na maghiwalay si mommy at daddy, kung maganda ang nanay nyo, from that moment on, every suitor na papasok sa pinto ng bahay nyo is only there for your mom. So akala nyo may papasok na ang pinakapakay niya is maging greatest dad of all time ng mga anak nyo? 
I doubt. Wala nang lalaki sa buhay ng mga anak na mas protective pa sa kanila than their biological father. I would like you guys to ponder upon this graph. This is from the fourth National Incident Study of Child Abuse and Neglect by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services noong 2010. Ayon dito, married biological parents 0.5 cases out of 1,000 ang sex abuse to kids. While for a single parent with a partner, the incidents go up to 10 out of 1,000. Sa physical abuse naman, 2 for biological parents out of 1,000 For single parents with partner, 20 out of 1,000 ang incidents na nangyayari ito. Yung other married parents na tinutukoy dito is either adoptive parents or step-parents. A 2011 Pew Research Study confirmed, through no fault of their own, step-parents simply aren't as emotionally tied to their partner's children as they are to their own offspring. Ganun din sa stepchildren, they have the same feeling of disconnectedness. When parents are asked kung may obligasyon ba sila sa biological child nila, 78% said yes, so understandably. Pero kung may obligasyon ba sila sa stepchild nila, only 62% said yes. Mas malaki ang gap ng mga bata sa mga bata nung tinanong ang same question. Nung tinanong ang kids kung may obligasyon ba sila sa biological parents nila, 85% said yes. And nung tinanong sila kung may obligasyon ba sila sa step-parents nila, only 56% said yes. So, malamang na overwhelmed na kayo sa lahat ng stats na pinapakita ko so far. But I tell you guys, the studies that say that broken families lead to bad effects on children and eventually to the overall society far outweighs any study na nagsasabing mas okay na ibigay natin ang burden sa mga bata para sumaya sila mami at daddy. So lagi natin kinikriticize si stepdad or live-in boyfriend, pero what about the stepmoms? According to Princeton economist Anne Case and Christina Faxon, children living with both biological parents reported 61% of kids had a medical checkup within the previous year. While with a stepmother and a birth father, the number dropped to 46%. For fa- families with biological mom, the child went to college for a year on average, while under the stepmom, the child did not attend college at all on average. Again, I would like to reiterate that not all stepmoms and stepdads are evil. If you are that good stepparent, God bless you. And now we talk about the theme of this webinar, divorce. Ang mga Amerikano, hindi nila makakalimutan ang September 11. Alam niyo kung ano yung significance ng September 11 para sa mga kano. So exactly 20 years ago, ito yung time na may dalawang eroplanong nag-crash dahil may terrorist attack sa World Trade Center sa New York. It is a very traumatic day for America. Yung makita mo yung mga tao in business suits, 
na tumatalon sa building, yung madaming police at firemen na tumutulong sumagip pero namatay, yung gumuho yung dalawang building, sobrang traumatic. Pero sa maraming bata sa US, ang araw na nag-announce na magdi-divorce na ang mga magulang nila, yan ang kanilang September 11. One moment, they are safe and secure. The next moment, everything they thought was permanent came crashing down like the World Trade Center. Sociologist Paul Amato and Alan Booth conducted numerous studies on divorce and arrived at the conclusion that one-third of divorce is a product of high-conflict marriage. But the children who experienced most stress from a divorce came from that two-thirds ng mga low-conflict marriages. So I'm not saying na if a marriage is high-conflict and the kids are in danger or one spouse is in danger, ay wala na tayong gagawin. In fact, most of the time, separating from that dangerous person, that mentally deranged person, could be the lesser of evils. And if anything, I would support easing up the annulment and legal separation process for spouses who are clearly crazy. May kwento nga si Dr. Jennifer Roback morse nung nag-guest siya sa aking podcast. May kaibigan daw siyang Mormon na may husband na mentally deranged and abusive. Tinutulungan naman sila ng simbahan nila dun sa situation nila. Pero itong si wife, in her sudden realization, sinabi daw niya kay Dr. Morse na divorce, divorce doesn't solve anything. I can divorce my husband and be happy, but he will be out there marrying someone else and abusing someone else. Very noble and selfless of her to think of that. They say when a child lost a parent from a tragedy, the world mourns with them. But when a child lost a parent through divorce, the child mourns alone. And this is true because most children of divorce, takot silang ilabas ang tunay na sa nila for fear na kung sasabihin nila yung nararamdaman nila, baka masaktan ang parents nila who chose the, what would make them happy. Kaya kinikimkim na lang nila yung sakit na nadadama nila mula pa nung pagkabata. And for the rest of this presentation, I'll do away with the stats and the data. Let me share you the stories of children who are now adults who carry the burden of parents who divorced in a low-conflict situation. This is from Jennifer Johnson. Sabi niya, I have a lot of experience with divorce, far too much to ask for any one person in my opinion. My parents divorced when I was three and went on to subsequent marriages, divorces, different children, a lot of back and forth between two homes, and a lot of chaos. By the time I was 22, I had experienced three divorces. My own parents' divorce, my dad's two subsequent divorce. I am divorced, divorced as an adult, and there is quite a bit of divorce in the rest of my family. 
Ito naman is from Laura. Laura told a story of her of her losing the relationship with her biological father. My father backed down and agreed to a no-fault divorce. My mother kept the house. Her boyfriend moved in with her and married her. I was supposed to spend every other week with my father, but I ended up seeing him much less often because I couldn't get the school I couldn't get to school easily from his place. Gradually, my father was edged out of my life. I saw him on weekends and had dinner with him on weeknights, and that was it. What happened to Laura is a statistical reality. Malaki ang chance talaga na mawala ang contact mo and in most cases, sa father mo. According to the website Maripedia, nearly 50% of children in one study reported not seeing their non-resident father in the past year. Yung mga nakakita sa father nila in the past year, they did so for a special visit, not as part of a regular routine. So here's another one from Leanne. I lost myself in every effort to appease each side of my family. Shuffling alone between two separate lives meant that I was on the fringe of each family, never an insider. The people I loved most were never in the same room together, and many of them barely even knew each other existed. I missed out on events and celebrations because I would have to spend time with my other family. Because each of her parents are now married and have their new family. Si Leanne, she now feels like an outsider of both families, unlike her step-siblings from each family. At kung magka-kids si Leanne on her own, ang usual na kwento ay mas papaboran ni Lolo at Lola ang mga apo nila sa mga anak nila sa new family. Kasi may tendency na mas i-please ng parents niya ang bagong asawa. Dito sa next story, medyo nalungkot ako nung nabasa ko. It kind of drives home ang hirap na dinadanas ng mga batang nag-divorce ang magulang. And I quote, But what I remember most is the stress of daily packing, meticulously thinking everything through as I moved back and forth between two worlds. I remember painstakingly planning what things to take, to leave, to wash, to find. I recall preparing my homework assignments at the one house that had the computer, well, well in advance of the due date, hoping that the assignment wouldn't change afterwards as I had no ability to revise it. End of quote. No child should experience this. May nagsabi nga na dapat ang batas. Pag may divorce, dapat ang bata ang magstay sa bahay at ang parents ang magsasalitang umalis ng bahay kung di lamatiis ang isa't isa. I interviewed Leila Miller, who released a book entitled Primal Laws, The Now Adult Children of Divorce Speaks. The 
the book is full of these stories. And if you listen to the episode of my podcast, The J. Aruga Show with Leila Miller, so it's in Season 3, Episode 8, binigay ni Leila ang link on how you can download the book Primal Laws for free. So check that out. One study shows the devastating and long-lasting toll of divorce on children. They obtain less education, experience more unemployment, and more likely to divorce themselves. I'll stop here dahil kulang ang nakalaang oras para ipakita ko sa inyo lahat ng mountains of research on the negative effects of divorce on children. There are researches that say there's a risk of recurring adulthood depression and increase, increased likelihood that the children will develop a bipolar disorder. There are researches that say divorce increases suicide attempts. Another one that says a childhood trauma, uh, divorce included, can lead to a long, lifelong chronic illness. Another one that says na magsasuffer daw yung academics. These are just a few. Kinapusla ko ng space slide, kaya hindi ko na nilagay lahat ng screenshots. I'm not saying that every child from a broken family is gar- guaranteed na doomed to fail na ang buhay nila. There are adults who successfully overcame childhood difficulties. They became great political leaders, entrepreneurs, sporting greats, and they're sometimes cultural heroes. But these are not examples of the and justifying the means. In many cases, these kids are unnecessarily hampered by obstacles created by their own parents. Also, kids who grew up with their biological parents, they're not also guaranteed of a trouble-free life, life in the future. But I just want to recognize, I, ju- I want us to recognize these statistical realities. So now, for that 1 million peso question, would you rather I stay in an unhappy marriage or get a divorce and be happy? Here's a study called Does Divorce Make People Happy? It says that Two out of three unhappily married adults who avoided divorce or separation ended up happily married five years later. In contrast, unhappily married adults who divorced or separated with were no happier on the average than unhappily married adults who stayed married. Another study from UK's Marriage Foundation states that The majority of couples who are unhappy when their first child is born are happy 10 years later if they stay together. 27% of unhappy parents who stay together end up extremely happy. Sabi ni Harry Benson, yung research director of Marriage Foundation, contrary to popular belief, staying in an unhappy marriage could be the best thing you ever do. No one is saying that marriage is a walk in a park. Ito lang ang message na gusto kong i-drive home. In every decision that you will undertake in your life, kung may asawa at anak ka na, start asking, am I putting 
them before us, the kids before us adults, yung office mate mong masarap kausap, tapos unti-unting may nade-develop na sa yung feelings bago mo ipagpatuloy ang posibleng relation nyo, tanungin mo muna sa sarili mo, will I be putting my children's needs first o inuuna ko ang sarili kong desires? Divorce is like this. para yung sinabi sa kids na, kids, hindi na namin kaya ang hard work required para sa marriage. Masyadong mabigat na tong cruise na pinapasan namin. Eto, kayo na magbuhat ng cruise para sa aming mga magulang nyo. We have to be honest with one another and ourselves about the like, lifelong negative impact of divorce on children. A committed them before us approach means adults in troubled relationships do the hard things necessary to repair the marriage by seeking professional help or simply by choosing family over self. So I would like to promote this book where I got all this information. Hanapin yun lang yung Them Before Us sa Kindle, written by Katie Faust and Stacy Manning. Also, listen to my podcast for more discussions such as these, the Jay Aruga Show on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. So this is Jay Aruga. At the end of the day, it will be night. And thank you for listening. <music>